0: machine hut you are not machines you are not cattle you are men
1: echo chiqua, echo chiqua, echo chiqua here we are cop radio 100.5 FM Woo! I'm your host on broom tone the radio show I just can't wait to head dive right into it again room tone the radio show take 76, oh my goodness, 76. Uh, I'm so happy to be here in a beautiful sunny Vancouver, uh, just getting to talk a little bit more about film and filmmaking and making films with the programming director from Art with Impact. Everybody, raise your hands for Natalie Daly. How are you doing today, Natalie?
2: Hello, I'm doing great, thanks.
1: Great, I'm really happy to have you here and uh, just connecting uh, on on that level to talk more about film and explore the context of filmmaking, especially in mental health. So, first things first, before we get into this world, uh, let me ask you who is Natalie Daly?
2: Oh, so many things. Um, <laughs> I'm the program director for Art with Impact. So we're a national charity that uses art as a way to promote mental health awareness and support artists doing work um, specifically around the kind of intersection of um, mental health, mental health awareness, Um uplifting voices of underrepresented voices and experiences Mm. Mm. Um,
1: yeah beautiful that's much needed we really need this type of work and I have much respect uh, for the work uh, of uh, these types of organizations and specifically art with impact Uh, now I know that uh, there is quite a library to art with impact and there is quite a philosophy to Mm -hmm. also taking uh, films and utilizing film as a way to create a difference a positive impact in communities and especially youth Uh, do you notice that there is one specific angle or a specific uh, uh, audience that uh, the organization works best with?
2: Yeah, so our kind of bread and butter is like transition-aged youth. So anybody who's between that kind of 18 to 30-year age, because that's really when the majority of mental health issues will present. And so Mm. if we can kind of reach people who are within that phase in their life and um, open up You know, safe and brave conversations with those people, then they're more likely to reach out for help when they need it and before a crisis emerges. So we find that that's such a critical period in really having conversations and kind of setting the tone for how somebody might access support or talk about Mm. their own mental health moving forward.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for that, Natalie. And uh, I really want to uh, enjoy today's conversation in the context of uh, uh, film and why film is Mm -hmm. the right medium to do that, because we know we are both huge film lovers. We love the visual arts. uh, So I'm very passionate about exploring How come? You know, Art with Impact could choose so many ways to lead this engagement and dissolve the stigma on mental health. How come film?
2: I think it's just so universal. Like, it can speak to people in so many ways. So many of the films that we have don't have any dialogue, and Mm. those are some of the most impactful films, I think, that we have. Like, it just... I think with millennials and just young people in general on college campuses, like, I really think that film is kind of the media of our generation Mm. and it can speak to people in a number of different ways and I think when it comes to mental health awareness, the more um, universal and diverse ways that we have to approach the conversation, Mm -hmm. the better because we're going to be able to reach people who might not traditionally um be able to have those types of conversations Beautiful. or mm. maybe they've never had like there is no language for mental health in their culture and so they're seeing a representation for the first time which can be really powerful and reflecting on their own experience and their own journey
1: wow this is uh, uh, phenomenal because uh, it really opens up the possibility of uh, of healthy and safe engagement right after the film Mm-hmm. which is something I'm, uh, I'm personally very passionate about and I believe is the future of education in many ways. Yeah. Uh, and so we look at film as a mean to educate. Um, when it comes down to those experiences, how do you lead those experiences? What happens around the film when engaging with youth?
2: Yeah, so when we, we primarily run... Uh, workshops using film on college campuses. So again, it's the intent of like visiting a campus, reaching people in the environment they're at at that critical age, and we really kind of set up a context around how how have we seen mental health represented in the media. Like we ask a lot of open-ended questions, like what are films or TV shows you've seen that represent mental illness, and how are those characters portrayed. And sometimes we compile these lists, and we see there still are a lot of representations of If you have a mental illness, it means you're eccentric or unpredictable Mm. or violent or dangerous. A lot of times we still see um, those kind of tropes and narratives in film. And so we really encourage students to reflect on that and say, is that just because that's what we've seen in mainstream media? Is that Mm. correct? Is that relating to what we've actually experienced in our own life? And like, do we see stories of recovery and wellness. um, And so just encouraging people to be more active media consumers Mm. kind of right off the bat. And then we screen a few of films from our collection, which Mm. are all five minutes or less. And the cool thing about using short film um, compared to like feature length is that we can show a few in a short period of time, but Mm. also really like show a two to five minute film and then immediately have a conversation like how did the film make you feel what did it make you think what are some filmmaking techniques that help tell the story and really diving into those conversations like quickly and in a way that's safe for people
1: and I love the sound of that I love the sound of that also because uh, you uh invited the audience mm-hmm. to to be to do something which, yeah. which is uh, to, to somehow be more active media consumers and I'd like to ask if you can develop and explore a little bit more what that means because some people here in our community in they're, they're listening to that and say what the hell does that mean you're not yeah. active you know like I gotta, I gotta watch with, 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 with. What, what does that mean I gotta consume the media in what ways and media also mm-hmm. reaches out to our phone to our pocket yeah. so there's so many ways to consume media uh, let me ask you what would that mean what does it mean to be an active media consumer
2: I think, I, I think it's so important for so many reasons. I mean, like when it comes to politics and um, the the force and the power of media behind that, like that's one thing. But uh, as it relates to mental health awareness specifically, I think we can, we can watch something and really reflect on like, okay, I saw this portrayal of somebody living with bipolar disorder um, and is that, like what does that actually look like? And not, I mean, th- shows like This Is Us, for example, mm. um, have been a great kind of stigma buster in, like, in terms of the representation mm. we're seeing. We're not just seeing, you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest anymore. We're seeing like much more compassionate portrayals. Mm. But I think one of the reasons that there still is so much stigma around mental health is that we see these pretty stereotypical and stigmatizing portrayals of different mental health experiences. And if we're not having an open dialogue about what those experiences might be, so we're only learning from the media, then of course there's going to be tons of stigma in I our see. in our community and in, in our society. So just kind of taking that with a grain of salt and saying um, that's not relatable to me or th- mm-hmm. like I know somebody who has bipolar disorder who is functioning perfectly, they're mentally well. Like having a mental illness doesn't always mean being isolated and being... Um, you know, erratic, like mm-hmm. we just don't see enough portrayals of people who are like living and navigating and being well and kind of being real about it. I hear
1: it. you. So somehow there is some, uh, uh, some misrepresentation out there and being that acti- active consumer of media, somehow it's, it's an invitation to be more critical about mm-hmm. their presentation, especially mental health uh, through the media that we, that we consume. Yeah. Now, what about the filmmakers? How can the filmmakers make sure that their presentation that they put out there through mm-hmm. their piece of work how can they make sure that is is correct and to what extent is it correct or not for you
2: right i think as long as it's real like then th- i don't i don't know if there's any right or wrong because I, with mental health everybody's experience is so personal mm-hmm. and it's so mm-hmm. unique and it's You're the expert on what your own mental health journey looks like. Mm. I think really the difference in the film collection we have and what we see a lot in mainstream media is that a lot of the filmmakers who've been really encouraged to make films or really passionate about making films is because they're kind of tired of not seeing themselves represented in mainstream media. So... I think what they're doing really well is just being authentic and telling stories that are true to them.
1: You see, this is gold. This is gold right <laughs> here because uh, w- the necessity for us as filmmakers to tell those stories with an authentic uh, lens, that's, that's, that's the basic principle of uh, healthy storytelling. And then we have wonderful organizations like Art with Impact that can actually take those stories to youth and curated in a way that actually makes a difference. And did you notice there is something uh, specific about the way you interact with youth that really leads and creates an impact? Or is there a specific way that you can calculate that impact?
2: I mean, we have lots of data, (laughs) but (laughs) that's one thing. It's another to be in the room when these conversations are taking place and to see over the course of only two hours... um, even people who are really engaged mental health advocates to see their like level of compassion change from di- like having that deep dive through art mm. i think art can like take us to a place much quicker than more clinical or kind of western dialogues can
1: mm. that's an incredible point right there the necessity and the importance of art to really connect uh, with the with the community at the end of the day we are here to connect with the community and the people that live around us and there was a beautiful quote that said God doesn't live inside any one of us. It lives in between all of us, mm. and that speaks to the necessity of this type of engagement with organizations like Arvini Impact and uh, and the people that are advocating for healthy conversations, especially with youth. Because, yeah. guys, youth, hey, listening to, to to us right now, youth, you guys are the future. I love you guys, you know? (laughs) We want to give you the best uh, place possible. Of course, we're working on that, you know, and and, and the the older generations uh, uh, are working on that too. We want to create this good space. Uh, Now the question is, how do we do that in a world that's so conflicted and also so complex? Yeah. mirroring also the complexity of mental health um, with such a broad topic. Uh, Where do you start with when you initiate a journey with a specific group of people where do you start with to define mental health
2: yeah that's a great question because we're really intentional about how we do define that and we like as i mentioned mental health is so personal so we say like as we're navigating these conversations your mental health is going to be impacted by all of the different intersections of your life so mental health is this kind of umbrella that we're all experiencing under we all have it like we have physical health but the way that you experience your mental health is going to be impacted by culture and family and friends and spirituality, as well as things like access to services and um, privilege and histories of oppression. All of those things are going to inter- um, impact any. Mm. W- person's mental health and so acknowledging like your journey is incredibly unique and personal to you and mm. it's cool and empowering to know that you're the expert of something and mm. you're the expert of your own mental health mm. um i mean within that we have mental illness and wellness and i think a lot of times we can think of those as being on opposite ends of the spectrum mm. but uh, as i mentioned a bit earlier like having a mental illness doesn't equate to um being mentally unwell like you can have a mental illness an, or a diagnosis um and be very mentally well because you have the tools you need to take care of yourself and that's ultimately one of the main goals of having these conversations through film is like seeing different recovery journeys represented in film and having honest conversations about Mm. how support and wellness looks different for every single person
1: beautiful thank you for that natalie oh my goodness i'm enjoying this conversation a lot (laughs) and this is a conversation that's much 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 needed Mm -hmm. so please people do not ignore this topic if the moment you ignore this oh my goodness you're doing a disservice to your community so please 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 keep an eye and keep ears uh, for the cheers here uh, on uh, on Room Tone the radio show just speaking and talking love for film and especially in the context of mental health and I have one more question for you before we take a break because man 15 minutes already gone through this is crazy (laughs) Um, I want to ask you about a specific memory of positive impact with youth in art with impact? Wow,
2: well, yeah, so many. Um, <laughs>
1: we've that's done good, that's good, that's good. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> we've,
2: we've done about 90 workshops over the past five years, and I've probably kind of been in the room for maybe a third of them. And so I think just like when watching people exercise their empathy muscles in a space that feels like safe and comfortable and honest... And having people open up about their own experiences, like it's amazing how quickly after showing even a first film, so we've maybe have a, had a conversation with students for 30 minutes and they watch a film and they open up about their own experiences with a suicide attempt or mm-hmm. their own mental health journey and they feel safe enough in that space to do that and they feel like they've already seen that um, representation through art and they already feel like they're not alone Mm. Um, one of the coolest things for me personally is to just see young um, kind of male identified students being really open about their mental health and sharing their own experiences I think um we need to see a lot more representations of men being vulnerable Mm. and um, knowing that it's okay to speak about their emotions so i think when we're in these rooms of anywhere from 40 to 200 people and young men are speaking up about how the film is impacting them or something about their own experience to me that's always really beautiful Mm. that they feel like safe enough to open up about it and hopefully kind of be role models for other other people
1: and that's the power of film you heard it you heard it that's the power of film and it really speaks out loud to the way this medium can interact with youth and really make a change and uh, that's what it's all about here you know positive change loving film and filmmaking and uh, I'm, uh, I'm uh, really really looking forward to the our next uh, slice of the conversation right after this break because here on Room to On The Radio Show, we got to take breaks with good juicy music okay that's the least that's a necessity right here so I want to uh, promote one of the local uh artists uh, he's called cross river and uh, this is his track serious d oh my goodness enjoy this beat this jazzy funky beat with this beautiful sunny vancouver we'll continue the conversation on film right after the break on cop radio 100.5 fm catch you later Mamma mia, what a tune, what a tune, what a tune. That's Cross River with a track called Sirius D. I love these tunes so much, Natalie. Where did this track take you? Yeah, yeah, where did it take you?
2: Somewhere pretty, like, peaceful and... I always love that kind of, like, lo-fi vibe. I actually play that at the beginning of the workshops to just get people feeling, like, comfortable Hmm. and...
1: Amazing, yeah. I love the jazzy, jazzy feeling, especially here with this beautiful sunny day in Vancouver. Can you imagine just walking down the street with that music? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, here we are. Yes, yes, you guessed it. We're back on Room Tone, the radio show, Cop Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Roger, your host, and we are talking movies, filmmaking. We love it so much. And today, we're talking about filming in the context of mental health with the programming director of Art with Impact, Natalie Daly. Now, Natalie. Yes. We've been talking about the incredible uh, work that you've been doing uh, in the past five years, even uh, leading over 90 different workshops with youth to dissolve the stigma uh, projected onto mental health. Uh, now, what would be your message if someone asked you, I want to take the lead, I want to take the next step, uh, g- reach the next level of dissolving the stigma in my community. How can I do that?
2: I think being honest about your own experience to whatever level you're most comfortable with. Like, I think we feel like when people open up to us about their mental health struggles, that we, as supporters, we need to have all the answers. Mm. But I think it's one thing that students have really taught me is that we don't need to be those like advice givers. We don't need to be the person to solve somebody else's problems. I think some of the most powerful conversations can be when you're kind of sitting and listening and not trying to problem solve but you're really like actively listening non-judgmentally with somebody who might be opening up about their own struggle and if you Mm -hmm. don't understand it asking questions and I mean, ultimately, like one of our taglines is um, everybody has a mental health story and talking about it shouldn't be taboo. And Mm. just remembering that everybody does have their own story and it's going to be different from yours and that's okay. Mm. But when somebody does open up, I think one of the coolest things to do is just like sit and be present and just validate what somebody else.
1: Beautiful. Validation, listening, the art of actively
0: uh, (laughs)
2: listening.
1: That's really important. Do you have any experience uh, 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 on your own personal level on the importance of listening?
2: Yeah, so certainly. It's just a
1: story for our people to really ground that message, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, one of uh, w- what I do on the side, actually, sometimes is run Safe Talk workshops, mm. which are suicide prevention workshops, which mm. basically do that exact thing. They kind of teach people how to have stigma-free conversations about suicide. There's so much stigma um, and just misunderstanding around the topic. So I always encourage people to leave and share with somebody that they took that course, because Mm. I think that can be one of the, or like after one of our workshops, just saying, it doesn't have to be these huge grandiose um, gestures, it can just be talking to somebody that you know might be struggling, or maybe needs to open up about their mental health, and Mm. saying, so I had this really interesting experience the other day, and we talked about this, and we talked about... Different mental health representations. I think sometimes just showing people that you're curious about mental health and curious about hearing other people's stories can give people like unconscious permission Mm. um, to speak about their own and also know that you're the type of person that will be there to listen.
1: Mm. That's really key somehow there is a, there is, at some point we can all make a difference and really fight together the stigma uh, projected onto mental health by becoming these active listeners mm-hmm. and you can see it you can become uh, one of the leaders uh, to fight against this With your own friends just with your own best friends when you're there doing your tea gathering or whatever you're doing sit down and open those ears and just enjoy the process and of course uh, if you can uh, take a step into storytelling Mm -hmm. and engage with those movies and engage with those uh, with those films that really create a playground for these conversations to be safe and healthy at the same time so with youth what do you think makes a conversation healthy these are tough questions, I know, but I'm, I feel like you can answer them very well, so I just want to throw them out there, you know, <laughs> uh, just uh, just giving uh, us a chance to understand better also uh, the type of uh, work and beauty that there is in uh, mm-hmm. the organization, Art with Impact.
2: I think just being, like, honest and authentic. We... At every workshop that we do, the way that we end it after we show a a few films from our library and kind of do that context setting is we actually hear from students from every individual campus Mm. who are then sharing their own mental health journeys and so the whole process of using this art is having that deep dive having that kind of context setting and reflection around the protagonists and stories of the film but every workshop ends with that Bringing it back down to the personal context of that community or the campus we're working with, and we hear from students who share their own mental health journeys, and it really solidifies for everybody in the audience. Oh, these these issues are real, and they're going on in my campus. And here is mm-hmm. this here's my peer, sharing their authentic journey and their authentic self, um, and that really I think solidifies like, the fact that mental health is everywhere and everybody has their own story. And when we're talking to those students and really prepping them for that panel role, I just say to them, like, be your authentic self. Mm. Don't feel like you need to share this perfect, happy story about I struggled, I got help, now I'm better, and recovered forever, but just be real and be um, authentically you. And that is the best that we can do with our own stories. Mm. Is we don't have to have this perfect, like... Arc. And same with with the films like some of them they don't necessarily end on like oh everything's not my depression and anxiety are now gone and mm. life is perfect. A lot of the films we see there are maybe two and a half three minutes and they just provide like a, a glimpse into that person's life. Like, yes. You just see like a vignette of that person's uh, day. I see.
1: They give you a little bit of a taste, a little bit of a color. They give you an idea of a tint that uh, that uh, somehow represents that person's life, and that's that's key again. That's key. It's so important. I um, I'm, I'm really curious, actually, about the process of making one of those films, of those short films, because it really requires for the filmmaker to dive deeper into themselves mm-hmm. and ask themselves, what is it that I'm truly feeling? Maybe this feeling that uh, is just at the at the surface. What is it that I'm truly feeling and how do I deliver that uh, in the most effective way possible uh, so that other people can resonate? And at the end of the day, this is film for empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this feeling of empathy is is triggered frame by frame. And when students see themselves on the screen, that they feel like they're not alone. And at the end of the day, that's what we're all here about, right? We're here to tell each other stories, to feel us like we are we are all united we're all coming together and that's what makes us human at the mm-hmm. end of the day really that the ways the ways we can connect the, the infinite ways we can connect yeah even though there's so much out there that really makes us feel like we're disconnected there is so much that makes us feel that we're connected as well and and the core is there at the storytelling so i want to ask you if there is any specific film in your own life that's not necessarily related to mental health uh, that has inspired you to step onto this journey
2: Uh, I honestly think it's the films in our collection. So uh, Mm. we've been talking about this film library as this kind of elusive thing, but um, basically what it is, it lives on our website. We actually have ongoing calls for people to submit a short Mm. film, and so you can submit for free. Every single month you could submit a film if you wanted to, and then we jury them, and we select winners, and those winners receive a $1,000 cash prize. So we're able to support um, young artists and their work, around mental health and then all of those films get pooled into this library that we take on campuses and so we have over 65 films in that collection and it's been growing ever since 2012 so um, when I got engaged with Art with Impact back in 2014 i guess Mm -hmm. we had maybe half the films in our library that we do now and so every month that we have a new winner i feel like i learn something different Mm -hmm. kind of about myself in watching those films and what's cool is that we have so much diversity in that collection i think we have filmmakers from nine or ten countries wow Um, we are supporting work that shows so many different experiences that i can learn a a lot more about mm-hmm. how mental health is experienced in different communities and beautiful. different cultures.
1: Beautiful, beautiful and and, and on that note uh, um, we look at f- so many different filmmakers and content creators creating content for this positive impact um, how does Art with Impact operate on a national level? Because I know that Art with Impact is also in the US and mm-hmm. it's all over the place here in Canada uh, so do you guys uh, outreach uh, to the specific institutions and then is it something that you offer to the school so if I'm a teacher listening right now and I want Art with Impact in my classroom can we just reach out to you and uh, make it happen is it something that is accessible
2: for free yeah absolutely so every campus we work with pays a pretty small fee to bring us in we're a nonprofit, so we do a lot of our own fundraising initiatives but it's always open free to students as accessible as possible Um, and yeah we do maybe 70 workshops in the US every year and about Mm. 25 in Canada so we're ultimately we would love to be in every school and every province and every state and every region speaking Mm -hmm. to students but we're also finding that um, we really want to reach youth that aren't specifically on campuses so we're working with more community organizations to do training so that they're actually equipped to use our films in their own work so that Mm. in regions that are really remote, um, in Canada or the U.S., they can be given the tools and given access to this library Mm. to really have more community-led conversations. Wonderful. Because we would love to be in every community, but um, it just doesn't make sense for us to, you know, work in a remote Indigenous community when we're not living there, we're not aware Mm. of that specific context mm. and it it will hold a lot more kind of value and meaning if the people who are leading those conversations really um, have the tools on our end but also are much more in tune with what's going on in their own communities
1: Wonderful Thank you so much for sharing that Oh my goodness I want to make sure that we put the descriptions on uh, in the description of this podcast ways for people to reach out to you uh, and uh, to the organization because uh, I love the sound of this <laughs> and uh, I really want to make sure that we create that bridge um, Now uh, I noticed that uh, it really takes a, a specific personality to be able to step into this world and making it happen in this way. So I want to ask you, Natalie. I'm talking to the Natalie that's not necessarily the Natalie with two feet in Art with Impact, but the Natalie in the context of world, of life, of everything. I'm curious, what is your artistic background and how did you uh, create this trajectory for yourself to be part of Art with Impact?
2: Yeah, so it's definitely been... Being involved with Art with Impact has definitely helped my own mental health journey, Mm. I think, as well. I was saying to you a bit earlier, like, five, six years ago, the mental health conversation on more of a public scale is not at all what it is today, where Mm. we're seeing so many people open up, and it's way, way less stigma than we've ever seen before. But even five years ago, when I discovered Art with Impact, I was kind of wrapping up a degree, learning about different sectors of development to work in and I came across mental health as a sector and it was the first time that I can even recall hearing mental health which surely I must have Mm. heard that term before but that completely described like what I'd experienced in my whole life and Mm. then seeing the impact of art as a way to raise awareness with college students. I just Mm. thought, you know, if I could go back to university and be that first year who was struggling and really navigating depression but thinking that I was totally alone in that mm. how cool would it have been to have this medium to support me
1: mm, thank you so much I'm really excited this episode is flowing so well for me <laughs> I'm really feeling it and uh, especially because we're, I'm learning so much just talking about this uh, with you uh, I'm, I'm just noticing how many people are feeling and, and suffering the depression and they feel like they're alone mm-hmm. while there might be someone sitting literally one meter away uh, in the classroom who's going through the same thing and then when you screen a film in the classroom you really give them the chance to align the thought to align the gaze to the same topic and maybe that's where the connection starts through pain, through the heat of suffering, we can create and craft and forge our identity with the community alongside of us. And uh, this is something so exciting to me because everybody, everybody, everybody somehow lives a tiny bit into that spectrum. And, and, and mm-hmm. can everybody can talk to the challenges of, of mental health, especially in a city like Vancouver. Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> when Vancouver gives us the rain in a row like that, oh, my yeah. goodness, that's too much. But we're lucky. He's giving us the sun in a row here, so I'm happy. I didn't even see one cloud. Did you even see one cloud these days? Just one.
2: Just was really distracted by those beautiful mountains. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Please, Vancouver, at least one cloud. No, I'm kidding. Live it all <laughs> nice and blue. We love all of those shades of blue. Oh, my goodness. So beautiful. Natalie, what would be your message to the people listening to us right now? What would be your message to the filmmakers that are listening to us right now on creating the content uh, for Art with Impact?
2: Just go out and do it. I think people are creating films on smartphones pretty easily and beautifully. Like, I think just go out and tell your story and get a group of people together who are passionate and make a film about it. I think writing a script or going out and filming something, like, you really just have to kind of go for it. And Mm -hmm. we're seeing so many people who are first-time filmmakers submitting film, and it's not necessarily, like the skill of the filmmaking style it's so a lot of times it's like the empathy and the stories that are being told that are really shining through so i just encourage people to know that there is a world where film is really creating fearless Mm. and stigma free conversations and Mm. to be a part of that and if filmmaking interests you at all to kind of connect with that um I mean also for me like photography was very much a part of my own kind of healing journey Mm. when I was I noticed when I was struggling with depression one of the biggest things was photography and being able to kind of create a world in which um, I could find beauty in like nature and these subtle Mm. things and so I always think that art is a really powerful tool for wellness, mm. however that looks and whatever medium kind of mm. speaks to people.
1: Amazing. And there again, art to somehow compensate uh, for the the, the, the the cooler side of the color wheel uh, that somehow we like to call depression. But again, there are so many shades and tints that we can't really point a finger at it. But what we know is that there is an opposite side of the color wheel and we can call that art. And that's what uh, what keeps us sane. And, and this is an invitation to all of you out there listening right now. Just go out there and make some art. It's it's the most amazing, most efficient, powerful way to heal up yourself. Uh, give your soul that art because that soul needs it. Oh my goodness, it's a necessity, absolutely. And I'm, uh, I'm so happy to be talking so freely. We're free-flowing over here, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it so much. And uh, it's time to for us to take our second break and we're going to follow up this incredible juicy track with the one-minute pitch and the Proust questionnaire uh, with Natalie from Art with Impact right here. Oh my goodness. This is again uh, a track called Amid denial, and this is Cross River, is a local Korean uh, artist. So please, everybody, enjoy these beautiful, jazzy, funky tunes. I'm Roger, your host on Room Tone, the radio show. Catch you later on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. Enjoy the track. Amid denial, Cross River. Let's go. Oh my goodness, Cross River, thank you so much for these juicy tracks. I want more of these, And uh, people of course Just google Cross River On Bandcamp Find all this beautiful music From local Korea uh, Korean artist Based here in Vancouver So much love to you Cross River Thank you for the beautiful tracks Uh, And now here we are Back again on Cop Radio 100.5 FM I'm Roger your host On Room Tone the radio show Talking movies Because we love it I'm here in the booth With Natalie Daly From Art with Impact uh, Just uh, talking about The role of film uh, In mental health And uh, I really want to thank you For being here with us uh, uh, Just really enjoying the flow of this community We are approaching the end of this episode This means, yes, 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 yes (laughs) We have to do I'm sorry We have to make this happen We have to wrap this whole burrito up Mm. And we're going to start with the the one minute pitch So I want to ask you, are you ready to pitch for one minute Anything you want?
2: Absolutely
1: Okay, I'm going to hit that clock Three, two, one, let's go
2: So ultimately for anybody who's listening and wants to feel all of these things that i'm talking about young people watching our films uh feeling i would definitely recommend going to artwithimpact.org and checking out our film library you can actually toggle the library by theme so if there's maybe something that somebody around you is struggling with and you want to better understand you can actually find specific uh, mental health topics to watch and definitely take care of yourself as you're watching these films art can be very emotive that's one of the greatest powers of it but definitely when it comes to mental health take care of yourself in whatever way you need Um, share that with people let people know that you're somebody who's learning and engaging with mental health and hopefully that they that gives them permission to do the same Um, we have film grants twice uh, once a year so if you're a filmmaker looking for support specifically to create a, a film about an underrepresented mental health topic. Head to artwithimpact.org and check it out.
1: Boom! That's the one minute pitch from Natalie Daly, straight from Art with Impact. We're going to make uh, sure that we splash that link in the description of this podcast on roomtone.theradioshow.com. And please make sure I love receiving your guys' emails if you enjoy. This episode, and you want to share some of the love and you want to connect directly to Natalie, don't be afraid. Send an email. Send us an email, please. Oh, my goodness. We're, we are we have open arms for you guys. We love community so much. Uh, if the community was a person, I would hug it 360 all the way around and <laughs> shake it a little bit. I love it. Okay, time for the Proust questionnaire. Okay. I'm going to pick five questions randomly out of the 35 questions that Proust wrote down thinking they would dig down deep enough to discover someone's true essence. So we're just going to head dive right into it. The first question of the Proust questionnaire for Natalie is, when and where were you happiest? These are deep questions. I'm telling you, we are grabbing (laughs) the oxygen mask and we're going down deep. We're grabbing that oxygen mask and down deep.
2: Honestly, when I'm the happiest in general is when I'm either with family or in the forest. Mm. Um, My partner and I are big mountain bikers, and it just, like, being in this green forest gives us so much joy. And then the adrenaline of mountain biking Mm -hmm. is, like, the perfect kind of parallel between these two worlds of, like, Mm. peace and being on edge and... um, that's definitely, I think, when I'm the happiest.
1: Absolutely. And then necessity again, nature, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. We need that nature. We need that connection with nature. We are lucky to be able to just take a bus here in Vancouver and just go out there and yeah. uh, gra- and just enjoy a slice of nature, you know? Uh, so please, if you can do, if you have a free day, you don't know what to do. It's, so, it's even so sunny these days. Just take it. Take a step into nature. Nature is going to give so much back to you. Hug a tree. It feels so good. Just hug that tree, you know? <laughs> give that tree that love. Second question of the Bruce Questionnaire for Natalie Daly. It goes like this. What is your current state of mind? <laughs> Let's go.
2: Well, it's sunny, so that's definitely helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Current state of mind. I feel like a little bit overwhelmed just as, you know, a 30-year-old navigating life, figuring out where you you best fit into this world. Um, Yeah, but I'm generally feeling kind of at peace trying to find the goodness in living in Vancouver, especially on sunny days like this. But it can be hard. It can be overwhelming to be navigating the city. And so yeah really trying to like make the most of what the city has to offer and mm. as you said the nature that literally is like at our doorstep in the city
1: mm. we it, that's a gift that's the vancouver Vic gift that's the yvr gift right there for all of us and sometimes we, we forget about it because it's so easy to implode in this city so again lis- listeners man come on people 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 do not forget do not implode Do not implode There is a whole community around you Just extend, extend, extend a hand And and reach out for that Because uh, we are social beings at the core And you never, ever, ever want to forget that That's my uh, take on that And also that's why we have amazing platforms like here Like Hop Radio, like The Station uh, Like podcast, Like so many ways to get the love out there and also receive love, open up to that love. And so that's uh, uh, that's all for you out there, uh, people, part of this community. So now, third question, the Bruce questionnaire for Natalie. We're going to go deeper, nice that's and well, deeper, okay? okay. Are all you right. ready? <laughs> oh, my goodness. How would you like to die? Hey, yo, this is a little bit of an irony, uh, ironic question right there.
2: Yeah, I feel like this could go a number of ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, definitely feeling like I took the most of every opportunity in in life and like i don't know family and friends are so important in that community like feeling like i really created a beautiful community for myself and made the most of what the world had
0: Mm. to offer
2: Man, I feel like that question could be answered in a number of ways.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely, and that's Proust for you, right there. I mean, Proust knew what he was doing. He loved uh, getting that love out there in that specific way, uh, just uh, through this beautiful question that you can catch however you want. But this one here, specifically, I always uh, receive some uh, ironic answers in one way or the other. So, uh, can, can you give me
2: an example of that? Well,
1: I've heard people. Uh, I've heard people like, uh, "I'm not going to die," you know, and uh, and that's a good thought, right? It's in some ways we are not going to die, but in others we definitely are. So on that note, <laughs> we're going to take on a step and moonwalk to the next Proust questionnaire so uh, Proust wrote down a question that goes like this which historical figure do you most identify with so what do you think about that Natalie
2: so it actually reminds me of once when I was like in my early 20s somebody asked me actually on an early date if you could go back in history and meet any historical figure and like have lunch with them Mm. or any anybody from a previous era and have lunch with them who would it be and honestly, I said my mom. Oh, I was like, if I could go back and chill with my mom when she was 16, that would be so cool. I would love to just like pick her brain and talk to her about what's going on in the world. Um, so I think that comes up for me again is is like she's not a historical figure, but she's such an important figure in my mm. life. And how cool would it be to connect with her on like a real level? Back in the day.
1: What a splendid <laughs> answer right there. I'll give you 100 points for that answer. That's splendid. That's wonderful. Wow, wow. So big shout out actually um, to our mothers, to our <laughs> caregivers in many ways. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. So much love to the families out there uh, and uh, just getting the love out there again. That, that's so key. That's so important uh, in, in, in so many ways. Uh, thank you for that. I love that answer. I love, 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 love that answer. And that's taking us to the fourth question of the Proust questionnaire. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. It goes Goes like this. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Haha. <laughs> 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 Haha.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my.
1: Just from the heart, okay? Don't think about it too Just feel it, feel it from the heart. Think about it. Also, listeners, other. Why don't you think about <laughs> it? Too? What would be your greatest achievement if you were to look back at your own life and said, "Wow, this is something. This is what a breakthrough this was." Or what a change this mm-hmm. was. And sometimes we don't even realize how big those changes are because we're part of it. But people from the outside can look at them and say, damn, look at that. So try to imagine to be a, 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 a third person yeah. looking into your in, onto your time frame.
2: Honestly, I think everything that has happened has just contributed to the person that I am today. I think my greatest mm. achievement is just like having been resilient and really mm. introspective and like revisiting things that used to feel like kind of weaknesses of mine or negatives and like talking back to my inner child and and having compassion for them. But I think my, yeah, my achievement I feel is just getting to the place that I am today and feeling like I'm nicer to myself and I'm just a better, you know, person and have more to give to others. I don't know if there's one specific Really, component I can think of in isolation versus like having all these
0: mm. experiences
2: that have led to kind of me feeling like I'm the human I am today.
0: Mm.
1: That's another amazing uh, answer right there. I think Proust will be very happy to, <laughs> to listen to all of this. Um, and uh, this actually leads us to the fifth question of the Proust question, the last one. We're wrapping up this uh, questionnaire and uh, the last question uh, is something that somehow uh, uh, speaks... In so many ways to what's happening in the world right now, mm-hmm. and uh, his question goes like this: Who are your heroes in real life? Hmm.
0: <laughs> hmm.
2: Well, from a work standpoint, honestly, the heroes in my day to day are my colleagues who. W- just like work tirelessly to make this world world a better place and the artists who are contributing their work to our library and ha- like I think artists are really the underground like leaders of mm. changing mental health and changing the conversation around it and I think they've been doing it for ages and we're only kind of realizing now how valuable that can be mm. um but honestly I just I feel like I have a really good community of friends and family and so I, f- I feel like when you're In your 30s, you surround yourself with people who are really intentional and I feel like all of the people in my life at this moment really give me different things. Um, also you're my hero you're like just super vibrant and getting
1: (laughs) we have to it's a necessity to be uh, to to get the best out of us uh, of us out there and uh, that's also because it's so nice to to be mirrors right people are mirrors people human beings we're all mirrors of one another so we all mirror to each other uh, different parts of ourselves and then we become receptive to it so I'm very well first of First things first uh, I feel like uh, This enthusiasm Or however people say Some people say That I was born drunk Which is okay I'll take that I'll take that sure, yeah. um, It just comes from A lot of gratitude
0: mm-hmm.
1: Right Then you look around On sunny days like this And you say Man How can I not be grateful For living another day For being able to do something That I love Right, right. Fill your day with love You know What is it that you love To the core What is it that you cannot Imagine not doing You know, that's what needs to be part of your life. And and, and I think that the trick somehow is finding ways to implement and and, uh, and articulate that thought so that it it can direct you to purpose. Mm -hmm. Because the idea of purpose is something that's very precious to me because purpose then leads to meaning. And there are two very different things, purpose and meaning. Oh, my goodness. There are two different things but it's so necessary to talk about it and I love to see that there are organizations like Art with Impact uh, that you're representing here today that do help us uh, dissolving the stigma projected onto mental health and uh, just determining what that, what that direction with purpose the directionality, yeah. that intentionality is so key.
2: Just like changing the narrative of, of the conversation in general, it's pretty rad
1: Mm, pretty rad, I'll take that, <laughs> I'll take that comment, pretty rad, let's go uh, Now we are uh, uh, getting closer and closer to the end of the episode But we're not at the end yet And so because this show is dedicated to all the storytellers out there To all the filmmakers who are telling those stories and making it happen out there Now what is your piece of advice to independent filmmakers out there?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well We've definitely kind of reached out to our networks and said, like, what are tips you have for creating a film about mental health? And I think, as I mentioned earlier, like, just that authenticity piece. Like, Mm. be authentic to the story. Be authentic to your vision as a filmmaker. Um, Know that there are so many things that have yet to be explored, especially around mental health. Mm. Um, Like, one of the most beautiful things we see in our workshop is people seeing representations that they haven't before so seeing like a black woman talk about living with anxiety and maybe it's the first time they've ever seen that and so just knowing that everything that you have or anything that you have to contribute is going to speak to somebody and again being authentic about what that story looks like and Mm. really knowing that um, somebody is going to feel validation because of what you're sharing about yourself
1: Mm, validation again that active listening and we what a great way to wrap up the cycle there because i remember talking to you and talking with you earlier on this episode about the necessity to become active listeners and the necessity of becoming active media consumers Mm -hmm. and so turning on that critical uh, thinkers switch and just saying okay how much of a healthy and appropriate representation this is who is telling the story and why are they telling that story and this is, uh, this is, again, a, a huge necessity because there, we are drowning in media. We are drowning in information, but yet we're starving for knowledge. Mm. Where is that going to come from? Where is that juice co- going to come from? And we need that juicy juicer. We cannot just stay <laughs> on the surface, people. So um, uh, we need to uh, continue and lead these conversations with our communities across uh, in every domain across every domain as much as we can. It's it's really a part of being uh, somehow a good community member in many ways too.
2: Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, mental health is a social justice issue. So, like, mm-hmm. everything that is going on in the world right now is relating to our mental health. And so sharing about that, like, look at where we are right now in Vancouver. There's protests going on all around us. Like, that is fundamentally... A mental health and social justice issue like, mm-hmm. There's so many stories to tell About how what's going on in the world Impacts all of our mental health And mm. our healing as a community So um, I think that's a really cool perspective To take on that
1: Wow, thank you for that Natalie You're really opening up all the doors And uh, giving <laughs> us the chance to uh, look at mental health From so many different angles And uh, here goes uh, our time to just go for a final shout out And uh, really is a celebration Of the work that you do at Art with Impact uh, so, if people want to uh, check out more about Art with Impact, just Google Art with Impact. It's going to come up on Google. You know, these guys have been around forever, so uh, keep an eye on the work uh, of Art with Impact. If you do want to lead uh, some of this type of engagement in your educational institution or wherever it is, please contact Natalie. How can they reach out to you?
2: So, natalie at artwithimpact.org or info at artwithimpact.org or find us on Instagram, send us a message. Um, we'll. We'll get back to you.
1: Beautiful. So we're going to make sure that we put those emails uh, also in the description of this podcast. Uh, and again, uh, a shout out uh, because here on Roomtone the Radio Show, we love talking to filmmakers uh, and people that are part uh, of the film community in one way or the other. Uh, so a uh, big shout out to all the film lovers, all the people that are part of this wonderful community in Vancouver, uh, because without these people... So much would would not be here And nothing that's related to this show Would be alive So Mm -hmm. big shout out to the film community In YVR uh, Much love uh, And at this point It's time for a final shout out So one person Throw one shout out to one person That has made a difference In the past year for you
2: Mm-hmm. Can I say my partner? Of course! Oh, <laughs> come on, come on!
1: Probably at the at the at the house listening to you right now. He will be like, uh, "Why the hell would not it be
0: me?" Right? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, he's definitely definitely my rock, um, and we support each other navigating this life, and um, and each other's mental health. And I think it's so nice to have that in a partnership. And so, yeah, I have. All the gratitude in the world for him.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> all these words of love. This is wonderful. These mics are turning gold right now. Oh my <laughs> goodness. This is fascinating. And uh, yes, it is. Yes, it happened. Yes, it has just happened. Uh, we just wrapped up. We are wrapping up uh, episode number 76 of Room Tone, the radio show. Uh, and I just want to say goodbye to all of you with some, some other beautiful, juicy tracks from Vancouver based uh, producer. He's called Cross River. Please check this guy out on Bandcamp, Cross River. Uh, and uh, as always, I'm Ruggero, your host, the Italian Sharp Nose. I'm uh, incredibly happy <laughs> to send you off into a beautiful day in Vancouver. Uh, roomton Radio Show hugs you all the way. Cop Radio 1005 FM. Catch you next Thursday at 11 a.m. I was here with Natalie Daly from Art Withinpa. Please enjoy. This is Cyclic Events by Cross River. Catch you next Thursday. Let's go.